Joe Judge is out as the Giants head coach. Where do they go from here? What happened? How did we get to this point? We're going to talk about all of that and more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trana, and as always, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day. And gee whiz, you know, is there something we have to talk about here? You know, a lot of news this week with the Giants. And uh, in case you haven't heard, the Giants fired head coach Joe Judge. That's right, Joe Judge is out after all. For a while there, it looked like he was going to be safe, but ownership made the decision to just press the reset button, which is what I have been saying they should do and what I thought they would do. So here we are, and we are going to talk about that decision. We're going to talk about um, where they go from here. We'll talk about, you know, just how this is all coming together and what it means for the franchise going forward. So happy to have you with us. And uh, also, I'm happy I didn't take this podcast earlier like I had planned to, because otherwise I would have had to scrap it. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, All right. So look, I had hopes for for Joe Judge that he would work out. I mean, I've told you guys many, many times on this podcast that I am by nature an optimistic person. I give people the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, I'm also not blind to what goes on. And I've got to be honest with you folks. Last year in Joe Judge's rookie season, there was maybe the one thing that he did that I disagreed with, and that was the handling of Daniel Jones and the injury. This year, as things started adding up, you know, and I've mentioned these before, I mentioned the, um, you know, how he handled training camp. I mentioned the problems on the sideline with getting plays in and having to take time out. I mentioned, you know, some of the play call decisions. But I'm going to add one other thing that, you know, I was thinking about just today that kind of bothered me. And I want to go back to unfortunately, I have to, uh, to the Washington regular season finale. And that third down, or that uh, that quarterback sneak sequence. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this today, and I'm going to just, you know, say it for what it's worth. To me, that was, I don't want to say the nail in the coffin, the final nail in the coffin, but look, at the end of his first year, Joe Judge put former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson on blast for basically cheating the competitive spirit of the game when he pulled out, um, you know, his starting quarterback and he put in Nate Sudfeld in there, despite the facts they still had a chance to win the game. Well, what did Joe Judge do in that Washington game? I think they were down 3 nothing at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And you're basically saying by running a quarterback sneak that you don't have confidence in your offense to get the ball out of that end zone area, really? So isn't that kind of 
doing the same thing, the pot calling the kettle black. And, you know, by now everybody knows Joe got taken to task by that. The talk show hosts, the, the you know, the columnists, the writers, we all came down on him for that because it was just inexplicable. But, you know, you look back and I think the biggest problem with Joe Judge, when I think about it, is I'm not so sure he tried to be himself. And by that I meant, um, I always got the impression he was trying to be Bill Belichick Jr., Nick Saban Jr., do things the way they would do it, which, you know, I understand they have winning programs, but you also have to understand that the Giants roster isn't the same as New England's or Alabama's, that every roster requires a little different handling. And I'm not sure Joe Judge really understood that. Um, as far as X's and O's, and, and, and here's the other thing, you know, he surrounded himself with a coaching staff that initially I thought I, I felt pretty good about. But the more we saw from that coaching staff, the more it was kind of evident that some of them were in over their heads. And, um, you know, a lot of guys from his past, which I I get it, you know, you want to be comfortable and all that stuff, but it, it just didn't make sense. So anyway, here we are, judges out, and I endorse the, the uh, decision, I really do. Um, I hate seeing people lose their jobs, but I, I think it's the right decision for the Giants. I have said week after week, show after show, practically, column after column, article after article, that the Giants needed to press the reset button, just as they did in 1979 when the franchise hit rock bottom and um, they fired everybody, um, brought in George Young, let George Young lead the search, have final say over football matters, and uh, we got Ray Perkins initially, and then later Bill Parcells and Phil Sims and Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks and a whole bunch of other quality players who helped pull the Giants out of their wilderness years into respectability. That is my hope for this next regime, whoever they might be. Now, I also like the fact that the Giants, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad in a way they, they with this timing, Initially, I thought, okay, they're going to have Joe stay on, have his staff work on postseason player evals, which would have given the new staff, you know, or, or the new GM something to go on. But now, you know, you've got, you're going to have a new staff coming in. You're going to have all new people. You might as well start from scratch here. So it kind of makes sense now. Um, the other thing is, the Giants, with their general manager search, they're going to commence. They're, they're, they've already commenced it. The first interview, I believe, takes place on, on today, Wednesday. Um, there's going to be another interview on Thursday. And I have this on Giants Country. I have a tracker up there if you want to take a look at it. But I would expect the general manager search to move fairly quickly. It's a nice wide net, and every general manager that is listed, every and every candidate that is listed, that is, has a strong personnel background. And by the way, kudos to the Giants for not adding Kevin Abrams to that list because, you know, I don't care that he's been, you know, dabbling in personnel. I'm not so sure he's got the background that some of these other candidates have. 
and the Giants got to, they have to stop, you know, futzing around here and get somebody in here who can deliver quality players. So you never allowed to see anybody lose their job. I know I've been there. I hate it. It sucks. But, um, you know, here we are. The Giants had to make this decision. It's the right decision. And, um, you know, let the healing begin. So, all right, coming up next, we're going to talk about some of the things, some of the challenges that uh, the new head coach is going to have. And also we'll talk a few names, uh, people that I would like to see maybe get some consideration as the head coach. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, if you're aiming to get fit or eat healthier in 2022, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You'll want to eat it because it tastes so good, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spills. And most Built Bars are about... 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution to eat right without the guilt and without the calories. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our special promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your first order. Again, that's code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to save 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And Joe Judge is out as head coach. The Giants deciding not to wait to get the uh, GMs lined up and in the building, or at least, you know, on the video conference call, they have made the decision to press the reset button. And, of course, we will find out what happens with the quarterbacks and the players and the rosters. That's still to come. But uh, the first two dominoes have fallen. So um, what does this mean now? All right. Well, besides the fact that the Giants need a new head coach, um, look, Joe spoke a lot about the culture and how they were improving the culture behind the scenes. And I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm not a big fan when a coach leans on that. I mean, it's kind of like, um, and I make this this comparison because it applied to me I know when I was a kid um, I always kept a, a messy room and I can remember you know my my dad always being on my back about cleaning up my room and I would take one item at a time and maybe put it away and whatnot because I, you know I just like to have everything out in plain sight and my dad would be like you're not making any progress and I say yes I am I'm making progress I'm making progress it's slow but it's coming along and it's kind of like the same thing with Joe here. I mean, Joe truly believed that he had buy-in from the players. He looked, you know, he, he spoke of the players and how he felt that he had their attention in meetings, how he felt that they practiced well, how they, how he felt that, um, you know, that they were bought in. And, you know, it's interesting, folks, because when you're dealing with so many personalities, to get 100% buy-in is very, very difficult. And one of the things I know I was concerned about, as Joe kept preaching that and telling telling us in the media that that's what was going on, I wondered, I said, you know what? These guys are knocking themselves out. They're you know, studying long hours. They're, they're beating themselves up to lift weights, go through practice, go through the games. 
And what do they have to show for it? You know, it's like all that talk is, is all well and good if you're winning. But when you have nothing to show for it at the end of the day, people can start to tune out a little bit and just say, okay, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to play out the this, this string. I have to show up for my job and just, you know, get it, get done what I have to get done. So that was my concern. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to point fingers, but, you know, you watch some of the plays that weren't made over the last couple of weeks and, you know, the, the opportunities to catch balls, for example, or, or maybe, I don't know, to make a tackle. And, and, and you just wonder about what was going through the players' minds. And it just kind of contradicted this, this rosy picture that Joe was trying to paint of everybody being in sync, everybody singing, you know, Kumbaya, they're all together. I mean, I'm sure that they were, you know, there wasn't any infighting going on in the locker room. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, Joe saw what he wanted to see. He believed what he wanted to believe. But at the end of the day, if it's not showing up in tangible results, you've got to question things. So it came down to this, you know, ownership who obviously is in the building, they get to see the practices in their entirety if they so choose. They apparently didn't see it. And um, here's the other thing. John Mara in his statement mentioned that they spoke with Judge about his plans to improve the team. You wonder about those conversations. Now, obviously, and this is just me spitballing. I was not in the room. I don't know what the conversations were. This is just me spitballing. But I'm sure one of the things that came up when they spoke was the coaching staff, which, again, it was a big staff. And you had some guys on there who all you got to do is look at the performance of the player units and you can pretty much tell who might have been up over their head. Um, so you wonder, did maybe John Mara say to him, okay, Joe, you know what? What are you going to do about your coaching staff? And did Joe in his stubbornness say, my coaching staff is fine, you know, or, you know, I just have to make a couple of tweaks. Did maybe they not see eye to eye there? It's possible. Um, did John Mara say to him, you know, you have to do A, B, C, and D, and Joe say, say no, I'm not going to do that because now I'm compromising who I am and what I believe in. It's possible too. We don't know. I'm sure, you know, at some point that will come out, but um, you, you just wonder about those conversations. And John Mara, you know, say what you want about him. As owner of that franchise, it is within his right to question those underneath him that aren't getting the job done about what they're going to do and how they're going to fix it. And that's, I think, what the conversations were about. So anyway, with Joe now gone, and I haven't had an opportunity to put together a comprehensive list, but there are a few names that interest me as a potential head coach. I'm going to start with Brian DeBall up in Buffalo. By the way, I would like to see, if at all possible, I'd like to see an offensive-minded coach come in. Not a special teams coach, nothing, no offense to them, but I'd like to see an offensive-minded coach come in because the offense has just been an absolute mess. So Brian DeBall up in, in um, Buffalo would be somebody. Um, 
what a you know somebody wrote to me about uh pat Shermer. i don't think pat Shermer comes back here as his coach i, I think actually somebody said well, what about pat Shermer as offensive coordinator no i don't see pat Shermer at all in the picture um i might consider pep hamilton he's he's had head coaching experience i know he didn't work out you know in that role but maybe give him a look see um if you want to go defense, I was kind of surprised that they they that Miami cut uh, Brian Flores. I thought Brian Flores um, was pretty you know solid there. So would I consider giving him a, a shot? Yeah, probably. Um, Martindale down in Baltimore certainly. I mean, what I could potentially see happening is whoever the GM is, the next GM is. Maybe that person will bring along their coordinator as the head coach. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? So if Joe Schoen, for example, who's the assistant uh, GM up in Buffalo, um, if he becomes um, the GM here, maybe he brings uh, the bowl down with him. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Would the Giants consider Patrick Graham as their head coach? Hmm. You wonder. You know, would Graham do that? You know, he was a, he was a good friend of uh, Joe Judge's and the two of them were, were really tight. But Graham has spoken in the past about potentially being a head coach and, you know, especially this year. And you wonder, would he take that opportunity if it was presented to him? That would certainly that would certainly be something uh, I think that would be a really odd twist in this whole saga. Um Anyway, Eric Bieniemy, that's a coach that I would love to see get an interview here. Um, out, he's done a great job out in Kansas City, and I know some people have said, "Well, is that Andy Reid's system?" I'm sure, Andy, you know, I'm sure a lot of it is, but you know, you got to give Bieniemy, I think, some some credit for the job that he has done. Um, I know somebody asked me about Josh McDaniels. I don't know that I want to see him down here. Talking about another offensive coordinator, I think uh, Byron Lefwich of the Bucks would be something someone I would look into. Um, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of the Bucks, I would I would maybe kick the uh, the tires on him. Um, would I t kick the tires on Doug Peterson? Hey, he's won a Super Bowl. Could they do any worse? So uh, that would be somebody, Kellen Moore of the Cowboys. Although I got to be honest with you, I don't know that Jerry Jones would give permission for uh, any, of it, any of his coaches or people to come interview with an NFC East opponent. I'd be surprised to see that actually. Um, Jim Caldwell is another guy that I think I would want to see. Um, so yeah, there, there are a bunch of uh, of candidates and I'm going to, we're going to put together a list over on Giants country. I need to do a little bit more research on it. I'm just kind of spitballing names right now, but uh, there are some options for the Giants to go in. And I think, you know, the Patrick Graham one would be kind of interesting if they go in that direction, but uh, we'd have to see what the new GM has to say. So, all right, coming up in just a moment, folks, some final thoughts on this whole saga and what's been a very um, newsworthy week at, at the Giants. So stick around. 
Hey Giant fans, if you're like me and you do a lot of driving, then you need to know about the Get Upside app. That's right, every time you fill up at the pump and you use your Get Upside app, you can save up to 25 cents per gallon of gas. And it's so easy. All you have to do is download the app, register for an account, and then just watch the savings add up. And you can cash out anytime you want via your bank account, PayPal, get a gift card to Amazon or any of the brands. And now for a limited time only, when you download the app and sign up using our special promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get up to 50 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. Again, that promo code is TOUCHDOWN when you register for a new account on the Get Upside app. Don't wait, start saving at the pump, download the Get Upside app, and start putting money back in your pocket every time you fill up at the pump. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, have you checked out the new updated site over at betonline.ag? That's right. BetOnline has you covered no matter what sport you follow or like to bet on. Whether it's the NFL playoffs, the NHL, the NBA, you name it, they've got you covered more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Head on over again to their new updated website. You can access that on your mobile device or on your laptop. And uh, that can be found at betonline.ag. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available. Visit betonline.ag today and get your 50% welcome bonus with the code LOCKEDON. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. And there wasn't that much news going on today, right? <laughs> you know, seriously. Um, I happened to mention to some of my Locked on colleagues, I said, you know, I work hard throughout the season. I don't want to say that I don't, but I feel like I've been working a month over these last two, three days um, with tracking all this stuff. But hey, listen, I love it. That's why I'm here. I'm here to to be a sounding board for you guys to give you information to try and give you my best opinions and um to just you know answer your questions if i can and speaking of which the plan for tomorrow uh is to do a twitter thursday we've got a lot of questions that have come in now unfortunately some of the questions that have come in are now kind of outdated or have been answered so i'm going to have to toss them out rather than reiterate them you know because a lot of them were about should the giants fire Joe Judge, et cetera, et cetera. But I will get to um, as many of the questions as I can. And then before I forget, this is important. As of right now, special show plan for Friday. The Entertainer is going to join me for a live show on Friday. And I believe we're going to go at 11 a.m. We're going to start at 11 a.m. We'll go from 11 to 12. Take your questions. We'll talk about the state of giant football. Have a great old time. I mean, Chris has been on the show with me before. He's done a great job. I know a lot of you guys and gals follow Chris, a.k.a. The Entertainer. And I'm really excited that he agreed uh, to come on the show again and do another live show with me. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to also taking your questions and, and whatnot. So hope you'll join us for that. So uh, details will be in the show notes, and I'll keep you updated as as in uh, tomorrow's show notes in case something changes. So, all right, some final thoughts now about the Giants situation. 
You know, one thing I did start to look at, because originally when I put this show together, I had a slightly different um, program that I was going to do because at the time didn't know that Joe was going to get fired. Thought that it might be a possibility, but it hadn't been set in stone. But, um, you know, I, I look back and I want to talk about the GM candidates for a minute, for a moment here. And there's one thing, you know, for, 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 for those, you know, who need any convincing that the Giants have fallen off the rails. I went back and I looked at the 2018 draft class, the one with Saquon Barkley in it. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but that class has kind of gone the way of the classes before that, and that not many people have from the previous classes have gotten a second contract. Now, you can go back and you could say Sterling Shepard got a second contract. He was from the Reese era. But I think Sterling Shepard is probably not going to be on this roster in 2022. Evan Ingram, also left over from the, from the Reese era. I don't see him coming back. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I don't see them re-signing him. This 2018 draft class, really the only three members surviving this year were Barkley, Will Hernandez and Lorenzo Carter. Hernandez is probably not coming back. He's just, you know, he is badly regressed. Barkley, he's, he's, uh, his option's been picked up. So I think he'll be back um, unless the Giants decide to trade him, which is certainly a possibility. Low number, I could, you know, I, nothing would surprise me with that. And then Lorenzo Carter, I just don't know if the Giants are going to afford to be able to bring him back unless he's willing to take a one-year prove-it deal. So, you know, you look at the bottom line with this team, and this is why I'm so happy that they're getting, they're targeting potential GM candidates that have a personnel background. The Giants haven't been able to lay down a foundation. So when Joe Judge um, has spoken about the foundation and the culture and all that stuff, I don't want to hear it. The foundation folks starts with the players and when you're constantly changing players out swapping guys out not giving guys second contracts you don't have a foundation you know this thing about culture you know look winning cures a lot of issues i once you know the the, the great john madden once said that winning is like a deodorant it covers up a lot of stink and when you're not winning that's when you notice stuff and you know, credit to Judge for prohibiting, you know, for for keeping guys on, on the path about not fighting with each other that we know of. Um, although there was that big training camp fight, let's not forget that. And just, you know, not sniping at each other in the locker room. Then again, remember folks, we have a different era now with COVID. The media's not in the locker room to where we could see what was going on during the 45 minutes or so we used to get in the locker room. So, I mean, just, it's unfortunate that we're at this point. You know, I'd rather be talking about getting ready for a wild card game, but here we are. But it was long overdue. And, you know, like I said, they had an opportunity to sweep everybody out in 2015 and they blew it. Now, so far, they're doing it the right way. They, they swept out, you know, the GM, who retired, um, they swept out the head coach. We will see if they sweep out the quarterback. 
If nothing else, they should bring in another quarterback to compete with Daniel Jones. I don't think he should be handed the starting job. Um, just start over. Get everybody on the same timeline. And just that's how you're going to build a foundation. That's how you're going to move this franchise out of the the bottom of the barrel and back to respectability. So listen, folks, it's going to be interesting these next few days. I know who I would like to see as the GM of the candidates that have been mentioned, that being Joe Schoen, Buffalo. Um, head coaching, we'll find out who the candidates are, but I've mentioned a few people. And again, I've got to do a little bit more research because I haven't had finished that process, but we'll have something about Giants country. But let's just hope that the Giants get it right because, you know, I've said before, the patchwork hasn't worked. They've realized it. Let's hope they get it right this time for all of our sakes. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me for this episode of the Locked on Giants podcast. Again, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to do Twitter Thursday, assuming that we don't have any breaking news. Um, and then on Friday, the live show with the entertainer, and I will have details in the show notes about that. So hope you will tune in. As always, thank you so much for checking out the Locked on Giants podcast, making us your first listen of the day or your first read of the day. And we will talk to you tomorrow.